welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Hey there, it's Beth uh, from the Wine Road, and once again, I'm on my own. I'm going to call today's episode SIP, only uh, now it's going to mean SIP, shelter in place. I think that's pretty much what everybody in the country is doing. So I'm here in the office. I'm by myself. Um, it's pretty quiet around here in the neighborhood. We do have uh, a winery right across the parking lot from us, Manzanita Creek. So I've noticed that they've been busy shipping a lot of wine. Uh, the wineries uh, in Sonoma County are closed for tasting, but they are, in fact, all open for production. So people are working in the vineyards, they're working in the cellars, um, and they are doing a lot of wine shipping. So there's a lot of action going on here. Uh, our office, uh, the Wine Road office, we actually rent um, some space from a company called Carlson & Associates, and they manufacture winery equipment, uh, gauges and pumps and valves and everything that's made out of stainless steel. So they are shut down, but they uh, seem to come in uh, maybe one or two people every day and do a little bit of work. I think they're also just kind of shipping out what they need to do to keep the wineries up and going. So that's kind of what's happening here in the neighborhood. I'm up in Healdsburg. So uh, just, you know, to follow tradition, I am going to start my show with a little wine of the day. So today, what I've opened up, uh, I had this in the office, actually. I think Marcy's doing a review about this. I have the um, 2017 uh, Kivera Vineyards Grenache. And uh, I am such a fan of, uh, of Grenache. Sort of generally speaking, I have found my way to Rhone varietals a couple of years ago, and um, I'm a big fan. I, I drank a lot of the Mounts uh, Grenache, and I really love this Kivera as well. This particular one is 100% Grenache. There's nothing blended into it. It's from the Dry Creek Valley. Uh, it's actually their home ranch. It's called Wine Creek Ranch. has a really, um, really nice uh, medium body to it. I'm going to uh, have it today with my, my little leftover chicken from dinner last night. So I brought that for lunch, and I'm going to have this with that. should be perfect. has a really nice, bright strawberry uh, nose to it when you first uh, open up the bottle. So anyway, that's what I'm going for today. Kivera's Grenache. So I thought, you know, since people can't be here to visit, what we were going to start doing is having um, some little interviews that we'll be posting on Instagram with our winemakers and kind of bring the winemakers to you. So when I put out a call to the wineries and asking if they could answer some questions for me and I could kind of get some things going, uh, one of the first people that I heard back from was uh, Oded, who's the owner and winemaker of Longboard Vineyards here in Healdsburg. He sent me some really great photos. Uh, he said he's just busy steam cleaning and tasting his uh, barrel samples and uh, getting ready to do some bottling. So I asked him to kind of, you know, expend upon those answers for me. First of all, the photo, I will uh, put that in the show notes for today's show because it's uh, steam cleaning the barrels. And I said to him, oh my gosh, it's like you're getting a facial. And he said, yes, uh, baby soft skin there after doing some steam cleaning. So what they actually do is when the barrels are empty, maybe from the previous vintage before they use them again, to clean them, they can clean them with steam. Often they'll do that also even with uh, wine that is still being aged. They might 
uh, rack it off and put it into a tank, rinse out the barrels to remove any of the lees and sediment that is in the bottom of the barrel, and then put that wine back in. So uh, Odette said it takes about five or six minutes uh, to steam the barrel. The steam will kill any bacteria that's in there without using any sort of uh, chemicals. It'll totally sanitize the barrel. Uh, if you happen to have barrels that have been sitting empty, you know, it's wood and so it will dry out and the barrels will shrink a bit. So if you steam those barrels, it'll sort of hu humidify the wood and open up the pores again. The steam apparently does dislodge or remove any of the uh, tartrate deposits that are in the barrel. And again, it can do that without the need for any sort of chemicals. So once they've steamed them for five or six minutes, they put the silicone bung back in the um, super heated barrel and the steam inside cools off and creates a super powerful vacuum that will suck out anything that is stuck inside the staves. He said, you know, at that stage, you really have to be careful because if you leave the bung in too long, the barrel will actually implode inwards and crack from the force of the vacuum. So that is, you know, pretty intense. Then, you know, after a final rinse, they're either ready to refill the barrel or prep it for storage. Uh, talking to other winemakers, uh, along with Oded, it does seem like this is the time of year where um, they're barrel tasting themselves because that's when they're determining, you know, what blends they're going to put into each um, bottle. So they, they taste each barrel. They're pulling out samples, putting it in bottles, really keeping track of, you know, where every wine is coming from, each barrel, and then tasting them, making their tasting notes and deciding what's gonna be blended together or which barrel is gonna go into their reserve wine, which barrel is gonna have maybe a vineyard designate on it. When I talked to Oded, I was asking if he, you know, does that with other employees, you know, how that works for him. And he said that it's for his winery, he's small, he does all of the testing and all of the blending himself. He makes all the final determinations. You know, he really tastes through them carefully. Um, once he's made his determination, he said he does like to kind of share it with his staff members and friends, you know, who are winemakers and kind of see what their reaction is. But he does try to taste all of his lots every month or two so he can kind of keep uh, track of the evolution and how it's progressing in the barrel. Right now it's uh, April and uh, in his case, he's just about to bottle his 2019 rosé. And if you happen to be following a lot of wineries on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see that that is really happening all over Sonoma County and everywhere right now. A lot of bottling is going on, particularly the rosés. Um, so he's bottling the 2019 rosé and the last of the uh, 2017 really long-aged uh, red lots, which would be for him Syrah and Cabernet. And then he'll get ready in a couple of months, early summer, he'll be bottling the 2018s. And then right after harvest, somewhere around October, November, uh, they'll be bottling the 2019 Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. It doesn't really ever end for the winemakers. I mean, I think that people think that harvest is the crazy busy time and fruit is coming in and there's a lot of action in the, the cellar and that after that, you know, what's really happening. But it really never slows down. I think... Um, Right now, with the travel bans in place, people aren't going anywhere. But this time of year is also traditionally when winemakers are hitting the road and selling their wines uh, throughout the country. And, and right now, it's in the cellar. It's tasting lots. It's cleaning. And it's getting things ready for bottling. So a lot of action in the cellar. 
So um, I did want to mention that um, I, I've been doing this alone for a couple of these shows, and Marcy, we aren't get, able to get together, but she's super busy for the wine road still because what she does for us once a month, she writes a blog post that is our varietal of the month, and uh, she's done, I think she's done about six of them so far, and what I do is I put out a call to our wineries, and I ask, you know, I give them a list of the wines that we're going to be reviewing or the varietals we're going to be reviewing each month. And I try to get six to eight different wineries to submit a wine. So Marcy tastes those wines and then writes a really comprehensive uh, review of each of those wines. I have a lot of fun with Marcy on the podcast. And I am always teasing her about using those big words that I have to look up later. She really is an amazing wine writer. And um, the wineries really look forward to when they can submit one of their wines and have her do the review for them. So you can follow along with those. Um, on the website, wineroad.com, there's a link to our blog, and you'll see that uh, the wine of the month is always posted there. So she's been busy, you know, plugging away. Uh, she's always looking for sympathy, of course, when she does that and saying, oh my God, I had eight wines I had to taste through. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, tough job, tough job. So I did want to mention, um, kind of in connection with Marcy and doing all of that tasting, we have an item of the day that I want to uh, sort of revisit. Maybe two years ago or even three years ago, we talked about uh, this little item called Repour. And it was a wine preserver. It looks really just like a cork that goes on the top of your bottle. And it's kind of hard to explain it without seeing it. So I really want to make sure you go on to their website, which is just repour, R-E-P-O-U-R.com. They actually post a really great video so you can see how it works. So it really is um, just a cork. You take it out of the box and there's a little piece of foil on the bottom of it. You peel that little foil off and then you put the cork in the bottle, just like you know you would expect to put a cork in the bottle. And what it does is uh, the material that's inside that cork is actually absorbing oxygen from the bottle. So Marcy has been using these when she does do our tastings. For um, for example, if she did, you know, open eight bottles of Syrah, she'll open them, she'll taste through them all, she'll go back maybe a couple hours later, taste them all, taste them again the next day. So she's she's tasted each wine two or three times before she writes a review. But then ultimately she is there with, you know, eight almost full bottles of Syrah. And, you know, you can't really drink through them that fast and give them to your neighbors and whatever. So she uses those repour corks. And she has said that she has lasted two or three weeks or even more, you know, with just that cork in there. So if you read their website, they don't recommend using one over and over and over on different bottles of wine. The way it's designed, it should work on one bottle of wine. It's absorbing the oxygen. So when the bottle's almost full, there's just that little bit of oxygen at the top. You get half a bottle, it's absorbing that much more. And by the time you get down towards the bottle, bottom rather, it's absorbing that much oxygen. And then by then you're done with the bottle. And by then the repour is done. So um, you can check them out online. I looked it up. It's... They come with a four-pack for $8.99 and a 10-pack for $17.99. So, I mean, there's no um, bonus to the wine road if you go online and order those. We just think it's a super cool product. And I was thinking the other day, as much as Marcy uses them, 
uh, with people doing this, um, you know, being sheltering in place, I've noticed a lot of wineries are selling um, pre-packs of wine so you could do a vertical tasting at home, you know, six different Zinfandels from one vineyard. And it would be hard to do that with just, you know, two of you at your house or one of you at your house without wasting a lot of that wine. But if you had the repour, you could easily do that. You could open four or five bottles of wine, uh, taste them, you know, taste them all, do your own little fun tasting or do a virtual tasting with the winemaker online. And then you have the repour. You can save all those bottles and just take your time and drink through them, you know, at a normal pace. So anyway, check them out. Repour.com. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up. The last thing that I wanted to mention is that um, we have done these little uh, winemaker interviews, and we've just asked fun questions about what they're doing at home, what it is that they're drinking now while they're at home. Are they opening a you know one of their favorite bottles, or are they drinking you know their neighbor's wines, or you know what are they enjoying at home? How are they spending the time, and what are they doing at the winery or in the cellar this time of year? So we're posting that on Instagram. Those are our Instagram interviews. Uh, you can follow us at The Wine Road on Instagram. So check it out. It's kind of a fun way to stay connected when you can't actually be here in person. And then uh, on our website, uh, we do still have on wineroad.com a link to a lot of the wineries that are um, shipping cases of wine for $5 for shipping fee. And then there is a link that says events. And since there really can be no events right now, all of our wineries are posting their wine specials on that link. So look for the events link. And uh, they're posting uh, sales on wine. They're posting, um, like I would mentioned, prepackaged wines where you maybe get a variety of six different Zinfandels um, because the wineries are doing a lot of our virtual tastings. So you can uh, follow them along on Instagram or on Facebook. And if you order the wines ahead of time, you could taste those wines along with the winemaker. It's kind of a fun thing to do. It's a, it's a new day, so we're trying to find new ways to stay connected and get the people wine who want wine and make sure that you are getting to know the winemakers and getting to know the people behind the wineries. So I hope we stay connected. I hope you're all safe and sound and, um, you know, doing the best you can. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Thanks. <laughs>